Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Thank you all for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning in your favorite radio station. Appreciate everybody being on board with us today in studio. Bob Pfeiffer out of Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management Office up in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Bob also oversees the operations for Pfeiffer's in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, That's an interesting job because that is a very, very bountiful state for a lot of different reasons. We'll touch on that a little bit later. And he also is a broker in Arizona. How are you doing this morning, Bob? I'm doing good, Kevin. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, appreciate you being here. Thanks for coming in studio today. Appreciate it. Well, we've got a lot of things on the calendar we want to talk about. Uh, you spearhead all of the Pfeiffer's farmland seminars coming up. Uh, we got a dandy uh, lineup of farmland seminars throughout the region. Our team was recently in Bismarck this past week at the KFYR show, putting on farmland seminars up over in Devil's Lake, meeting with a bunch of lenders and their borrowers. Uh, so the, the Pfeiffer educational team is out. In fact, if you ever want to sit in on a farmland seminar to learn about investing in farmland or selling farmland or just want to get updated on farmland values, cash rent values, trends in American agriculture, uh, just go to Pfeiffer's website at Pfeiffer's.com. All of the seminars are actually included in the land auction calendar page. And you can attend those. They're free. A lot of times they're accompanied with uh, free breakfast or free lunch or dinner or whatever it might be. But our team does a really exceptional job of putting together updated information on farmland values and trends. And we live in a pretty dynamic time. Uh, Things aren't as constant as they were for a few years. They have really changed a lot. Just in the last 6 to 12 months, my, my, the changes that we have seen in American agriculture and the changes that we have seen in farmland values and trends and all of the challenges and headwinds that we now all of a sudden face, whether it's high interest rates or high input costs for fuel and any type of petroleum or fertilizer and seed costs and all of those costs to put in a crop and to harvest a crop and store it and then transport it to the final marketplace. But again, just so many dynamics changing. But, you know, we're big fans of farmland, obviously. We sell a lot of farmland, around 50,000 acres of farmland a year throughout the region, all the way from Bozeman, Montana, through the Dakotas and Minnesota, over into Wisconsin, down in Iowa and Nebraska and places like that. Our team has a really good handle on what's going on with pricing. So far in 23, so far so good. Land values have stayed steady. They haven't really gone up at all since 2022, but at least we haven't seen the market soften. We have seen the farmland market pretty much just stay constant. It's going sideways in price, Bob, I would say. Probably the best way to categorize it. But one thing we have noticed, and it's very notable, that there are likely fewer buyers now that are standing on the sidelines simply because interest rates are two and a half times what they were in March of 2022. One of the most meteoric and one of the most aggressive rate hikes of interest rates that we have ever seen in our lifetime. Uh, It's just incredible what we have seen. And the central bankers, hey, I'm going to just come out and say it. The central bankers, the Federal Reserve, they're doing about everything they can to mess this deal up. Uh, They really, really are. I know they're pushing to try and achieve a 2% inflation. It might be almost an impossible task to try and tackle it on their own until we can get rid of some of this federal debt and federal spending that we have. But again, that's a... That's a conversation for another day. Hey, Bob Pfeiffer, you're in studio today. He managed the Grand Forks office, state of Wisconsin for Pfeiffer's. 
You're spearheading a, a, a whole bunch of farmland seminars coming up. And I want to make this a note for a lot of people. Um, you know, you, you have an opportunity here now to come in, listen to a, a lot of speakers who day in and day out, every day of their lives practically, they're either managing farmland, selling farmland, representing buyers to buy farmland, whatever it might be. You're going to learn about farmland trends at these seminars, Bob. But we're going to be down in Arizona, which is kind of a nice gig coming up here. And that's going to all kick off in March uh, with the Pfeiffer's team, Bob, uh, down in Arizona. Yeah, it's. Uh, I hate to get down there and, and be in the sun and enjoy the wonderful weather. But, yeah, we're going to have you, a, But you have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. got to do it. Darn it. <laughs> Gosh, darn it. Um, but anyway, no, we're, we're going to have a huge crew down there. And uh, we're all excited about it. We got three days of seminars. Plus, we're going to go to the North Dakota picnic and have a booth there. So if anybody has questions... Um, at that point, they can they can see us at the at the North Dakota picnic in Mesa, but yeah, we have um, we have three seminars, Kevin. One is in Gold Canyon, uh, Arizona, which is the very far east town of the Phoenix metro area. And uh, so, if 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 you know anybody, or if you or if you have a place down in Florence or Queen Creek, Santan Valley, or or Superior, even um, yeah, the Gold Canyon would be a great a venue to go to it's a it's at the gold canyon golf resort and uh we're gonna have a, a meal there and um then the- that's a great location i love i love going to that one i know we've been doing it for years and years it's an annual event that pipers hold at like you said bob at the gold canyon golf resort uh gonna have dwight hofflin one of pipers farmland managers there gonna talk about farmland trends for cash rents and sharecropping and talk about the different types of uh, ways that you can rent out your land and, and participate with the tenant in, in some of the sharecropping there as well, or if you want to have a cash rent agreement. Uh, Steve Link will be there, Pfeiffer's broker. He'll be talking about farmland trends. And then uh, one of our featured speakers from Heartland Trust, John Benson, will be there. He'll talk about estate planning for for the American farmer. Uh, if you own farmland, how you, should, uh, how, you, how you should hold that in trust or how you should put that in your will or whatever. And then he's also going to be talking about succession planning, the correct way to structure uh, your your farmland and your operations, whatever it might be. But John uh, John did a great job last year. I attended the one in, in Gold Canyon, but he did a super job. And we get a great turnout, Bob, at that event. Really good turnout. Uh, that's probably one of the better ones. It's, it's a fun one because we have a breakfast buffet. But, man, we get a lot of North Dakota people, Minnesota and Iowa, from all over the country at that one. Oh yeah, that's a that's a great venue. It's just very beautiful. The superstition in the mountain is in the background, and uh, yeah, so that just so people know, that's Friday, March third at ten o'clock. We do have a few openings left, but it's going to be very well attended. Um, so yeah, that's Friday, March third at ten o'clock, and Gold that's Canyon, mountain Arizona. time. In mountain time, you know they're they're on a different time mountain than we time. are. Yep. Yeah, they don't uh, switch their time down there. They don't spring forward or fall back like we do. But now they're now they're actually on mountain time, so yeah, that'll be a that'll be an awesome one to attend. If you know of anybody in the area and you want to learn a little bit more about what's going on, and our team just does such a phenomenal job. Okay, so the next day, Bob, looks like we're going uh, going to head over to Mesa. Yeah, Mesa. Um, that's Saturday, March fourth, and that's at ten o'clock also. And we're gonna have a meal. And that one, uh, we already have a lot of people registered for that, but we still have a lot of openings for that. So if you're if you're in that Chandler, Gilbert, Tempe, Scottsdale, Apache Junction area, um, come to the Mesa one. It's right. It's really convenient to get there. It's right off the, they call the Superstition uh, Freeway, and 
and uh, Country Club Drive right off the freeway, and uh, that's also a good venue. Um, I remember yeah. that one last year when we were, when we were in Mesa. You know, probably had a hundred people there, and and there got to be a really good dialogue. I thought between a lot of the participants and John Benson at Heartland Trust talking about you know revocable trust, irrevocable trust, and those kinds of things. It's kind of spelling out the difference between the two, and and you know what you know some of the some of the things you should take into consideration when you're structuring. Uh, that sort of a trust, and uh, and again, all the dynamics that go into it. I mean, it's not it, at Heartland; they don't do the cookie cutter deal. I mean, they they actually go in there and they tailor make this, you know, because everybody's uh, wishes and their needs and everybody's they're different. And again, the nice thing about having a guy like John in the room there is, you know, the other thing is, you know, he'll stick around for hours and hours afterwards, or if you want to meet with him later that day or the next day, he's usually sticking around for a couple of days and. He'll spend some time, but you know, the next day he had a couple meetings all lined up, and he was pretty, uh, pretty tuned in and very accommodating, meeting, willing to meeting, willing to meet with a lot of people, which was very helpful. A lot of them were our clients actually at Pfeiffer's. Some were farmland management clients. Some we were going to be selling some land for them. Uh, now I think back to last year, some of those land sales we had. I mean, I'm thinking these people, you know, probably glad they sold my dad, even though we're still at record high prices. But man, they. There were a lot of things have changed since that seminar, Bob. My oh my, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they have. You know, speaking to John, um, I, I think it was kind of a bonus for some people down there. Actually, they're expecting you know talk about land values, and then John, you know, was a, he's a pretty dynamic speaker. So yeah, that worked out really well. You know, and then the next uh, next day is the North Dakota picnic, like you alluded to. That's the gathering of North Dakotans that are down in Arizona for it's kind of their last big uh, hurrah for the year before they come back because it's in early March. Uh, but it's a great gathering. Thousands of people. You register by the county you live in or the county that you grew up in or whatever. And we have a great time, great, great time. We have a great time at that event. Uh, so, again, but then the next day on Monday, we're going to be in Tucson, which will be a fun trip down to Tucson for, for half a day. Yeah, Tucson, now it's going to be a little bit of a different time. Yeah, that's another beautiful resort we're going to be at. We're going to be at the Wyndham Grand Resort in Tucson, and that's going to start at 11 o'clock. Again, we're going to have a meal. Um and then, so if you're in, in towns like Green Valley, Benson, Tombstone, uh, Wilcox, or Aura Valley, just, you know, give us, give us a call, and uh, it's very convenient for those towns. And Absolutely. And, uh, if you have family or friends down there, all invited, right? Right, yep. And it's free. You get a free meal. The, all the information is free. You get, to, you get to be a sponge there and just become a, a reservoir of uh, information when you leave there. That's, that's what I recommend. Just go down there and take as much in as you possibly can and meet some really great people. You know, the Pfeiffer's team, there's some awesome people, uh, great personalities, a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, they are. It's going to be a good time. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer, Bob Pfeiffer's in studio. If you have land up in the Grand Forks area on either side of the river, Minnesota or North Dakota, he's your go-to guy. He's your go-to guy up there. Uh, nobody does it better than Bob Pfeiffer up there. So get a hold of Bob, and uh, you can get a hold of him on our website or email him. Uh, obviously, he'll be willing to give you a free consultation on managing your farmland or selling your farmland or equipment. He'll certainly be available. Folks, our program every day, every Saturday, and our podcasts on Apple and Spotify are sponsored by our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management. You can get a hold of them by emailing them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. Call the Pfeiffer's team at 877-700-4099. Nobody, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. I can attest to that. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. $50,000 here now too. So $1,750. 
Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. In studio, Bob Pfeiffer from Pfeiffer's Grant Forks office and also the state of Wisconsin, and he's also Pfeiffer's broker in Arizona. That's a gig I wish I had. Maybe when I get a little bit older, Bob, I can probably tackle that. What do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's- you know, you know, Bob, it's interesting. Uh, every show I do and every podcast on Apple and Spotify, I always I always brag about our our colleagues at Pfeiffer's because really, seriously, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. And what is it that we do better than everybody else, Bob? What is it exactly that we do better? Uh, what do we do? Uh, we sell land better. We sell machinery better. We land, ma- manage land. Absolutely. And I think we do all three ex- exceptionally well. Why? Because we stay in our lane of expertise, don't we? Yes, I we mean, do. we are either selling farmland or like you said, farm equipment, uh, construction equipment, whatever it might be, or managing land. And we don't deviate. We stay in our lane. We stay focused. And the other thing is we've got a great team in place, a great marketing team that gets it done. Uh, you know, I had a person ask me one time, how do you like being an auctioneer? And I said, well, you got to remember, first and foremost, I'm a merchandiser of equipment and land, and I'm a marketer of equipment and land. So, you know, Pipers, we take great pride in being merchandisers. And then after that, then we're auctioneers. Uh, because first and foremost, if you're not marketing it, if you're not merchandising it, not promoting it and advertising it, uh, you aren't going to be able to sell it. I equate it a lot to the, you know, cattlemen. You know, first and foremost, I always tell people, hey, if you're in the cattle business, you first of all got to be in the grass business, right? You got to be able to manage your grass and do all that right. So you got to do the fundamentals of, uh, it's like a football team. You got to do all the fundamentals right, blocking and tackling. And, you know, at Pfeiffer's, we take a lot of pride in, you know, how we do it and do it right, whether it's our advertising program or marketing or social media, whatever it might be. But, you know, if you do a typical land sale, Bob, there's there's a hundred things that go into it. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't realize it. Even the, even the landowners don't even realize. You know, you know, there could be, you know, multiple multiple different programs. You know, associated with that land or easements or whatever. You know, from wildlife easement, wetland easements, and you know that sort of thing. I mean, you really gotta do your research and and uh, make sure that um, if we're selling it that everybody knows and, and we disclose everything about that, about that land and, and, uh, you know, the soil content of it and, you know, all that kind of thing that's involved in. And, and so people can make a, make a good decision on if they're going to buy it or not. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you know, got to you do the research up front too, because you have, you have to ascertain a lot of different things. Okay. Is there a lease in place between the landowner and the tenant? Um, if so, what are the, the details and the terms of that lease? Can that lease be broken? Does Do either the landowner or the tenant want to break the lease or, or should the buyer buy it subject to that lease being in place? Yeah, and, and then access is a big issue. You know, you have, you have an easement access or you have direct, direct access or whatever it might be. You're selling the minerals or keeping the minerals. They're going to be a, an exception of the minerals on the deed, whether they're subsurface minerals or surface aggregate, right? So again, a lot of different things that go into play there from A to Z, a lot of basis to cover. It's not about just putting an ad in the paper. Hey, I got 160 acres over here in McHenry County. You want to come buy it? Uh, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot more that goes to it. And, uh, you know, and the other thing is too, that I think is really, really important is that the more and more that 
farmland is treated like an asset class by itself. So, you know, a lot of people invest in the stock market. They buy pharmaceutical, they buy, you know, stocks in that space, or they'll buy energy stocks, or they'll buy financial stocks. Well, you know, agriculture, agricultural land, farmland is, is an asset class all by itself, and it's becoming very, very valuable, not only in our part of the, uh, the United States, but all over America and all over the world because there's going to be a scarcity at some point as the world population continues to grow and, and we're losing thousands and thousands of acres of farmland every year to development. So again, it's very, very important that it be done right. Uh, you want to represent it correctly and you want to represent all the different facts. And like you said, you know, there could be government programs in place, whether it's CRP or wetland programs or something like that too, especially up in your area where the Grand Forks area and you get further west out in the Devil's Lake and Candu area. Yep, that's right. Yeah, there's quite a quite a few quite a few of those uh, different kind of programs. And then you know, uh, is there is there any towers, wind towers, or um, any other kind of easements on it, or you know, mineral rights and you know that sort of thing? What's going to happen with those? And so, yeah, we've seen a proliferation of those wind tower farms throughout the Dakotas and Minnesota over the last couple of years. In fact, all over the country, but getting to be more and more of them. You know, as you know, as we travel throughout North Dakota and Minnesota and even into Montana. I've seen so many of them over the years now that have just kind of popped up here and there, and all of a sudden you come up over over a, over a hill or out of a ravine or whatever, and you'll see all these wind towers. Like, man, you know, 25 years ago, you didn't see any of them in North Dakota. Now you got all these wind farms all over. But, you know, that takes on a, a different negotiation all by itself. Um, and you can get payments on these wind farms even if there isn't a tower on your farm. You know, you're within that peripheral area. Uh, in the benefit area, so you could also be getting some benefit from that, even though it is not on your land. So again, there's a lot of questions you have to ask, a lot of things you need to know. Um, one one thing that happened here just recently, I had a lot of people call me uh, as we were going to be selling some land in an area where there was potential for an aquifer, and they wanted to know about water rights and that type of thing. Is you know, and that's a whole different thing in the state of North Dakota because the water actually belongs to the state of North Dakota. So you need permitting. You have to perfect your permits. But that, what I mean by that is you have to actually put them in use. You, you have to be able to use those. Uh, so again, you just can't go you know, drill a 120-foot well into an aquifer and start irrigating farmland. I mean, you have to actually get a permit from the state. So there's a lot of uh, those types of things out there that are very important for many reasons because they could also provide opportunity. Uh, access to water is going to be a, a critical component of American agriculture and just daily life. Look at, look at Arizona, Bob. You've had a place down in Arizona for 30 years. You lived there full time for many years, but the scarcity of water in Arizona is a real part of daily life right now. And actually in some places you get south of the greater Phoenix Scottsdale area, they're hauling water down instead yeah. of piping it in. Well, yeah, there's a actually a, a North Scottsdale where there's a, there's a quite a few horse properties up there. They're hauling water to this community and all of a sudden, this one week, they just stopped hauling. They, they, they weren't getting any more water. So I don't know whatever happened with that. But, yeah. Um, and then there's uh, new developments out western, western part of Phoenix that uh, they actually uh, just came in agreement with a, with a um, reservation to um, buy their water. And if that didn't happen, I don't know what they would have – I don't know what they would have did with their – water situation yeah it's really yeah you know, the last time i was down there which wasn't all that long ago i was down there and uh they had a report on a on a, on a this gentleman that actually had a, a portable water uh, transportation company and uh, that's what he was doing he was trying to haul three or four loads of water a day to these residential areas 
I'm like, man, oh man, you think about that. If we had to do that up here, that'd be that'd be that'd be difficult and very very expensive. Yeah, and, and it's going to be down there, right? Yeah, and some of those res, you know, those reservoirs are. I don't know if you've seen it on the news, but they're so low right now. But hopefully, the snowpack they've gotten this year and all the rain down there um, will replenish some of those reservoirs. It'll help them out a little bit. Yeah, no, they uh, they got a lot of rain down there this winter in Arizona. Probably more than they've had in a, probably a decade or so. But that. Yeah, I notice when you fly in over there, you know, you don't realize how mountainous that area is, and then the, the reservoirs that hold the water—they're incredible, really, when you think about it. Yep, that's right. Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management—they sponsor our radio show every Saturday and also our podcast on Apple and Spotify. Now you know when I say uh, they do it better than anybody else. Now you know what I'm talking about. They sell farmland and farm equipment and construction equipment and trucks. And they manage farmland better than anybody else. In fact, I don't know if anybody, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. You can get a hold of Pfeiffer's team of land and equipment auctioneers, their farmland managers, by going to their website at Pfeiffer's.com. They'll give you a free consultation on how to sell your land and equipment and manage your farmland. All you do is call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or email them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. I like their webpage too, pipers.com. You can just go in there and contact any number of their team members. They got about 25 real estate agents, auctioneers, equipment auctioneers, and farmland managers. Man, oh man, they got uh, a lot of great programs in place that can suit any need that you have. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. In studio today, Bob Pfeiffer out of Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management on the northern end of the Red River Valley up in Grand Forks. Appreciate Bob coming in studio today. Covers the northern end of the valley on both sides of the river, Minnesota and North Dakota. He also manages uh, Pfeiffer's operations in Wisconsin, uh, which is a very interesting state. A lot of great things happening over in Wisconsin. He's also the broker for Pfeiffer's in Arizona. I think there's a, a plan in place there, it looks like, probably uh, working out pretty good, huh, Bob? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's right. Uh, we, uh, we're we on the western part of uh, Wisconsin and eastern part, and we're looking to expand uh, more in the central, even though we cover that area. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, pretty fun going over and, and uh, expanding in that Wisconsin. Yeah, in fact, market. if you if you know of any listeners, if you know of anybody looking to go on the Pfeiffer's team out in Wisconsin, if you know any relatives or friends out there, uh, we're looking for farmland managers, uh, farm equipment, and land auctioneers and real estate agents. Uh, we got some openings out there, and uh, as we try to expand into that market right now, I've always liked Wisconsin. I like their their the lay of the land out there. I like the way they incorporate their their farming practices for controlling soil erosion and that type of thing. I think they do it probably as well as any state in, in America. They do a phenomenal job over there, and their yields on corn and soybeans certainly reflect it. I know of all the land that we manage over there, every year when we sit in on our annual meetings with our farmland managers, the biggest yields we have in our organization are in southern Wisconsin. You know, when you think about the corn and 
soybean yields that they have over there. They just do a fantastic job. Of course, the climate helps a little bit. The weather helps. The soil types help. But uh, they do have a great rotation program over there for cropping. And, you know, we always talk about how important cropping rotation is, you know, to improve soil health and insect control and that type of thing. So, again, uh, that's a very, very important component of all of it. Bob, let's talk a little bit about the calendar here at Pfeiffer's. I know you uh, got some nice stuff coming up here, too, but the Pfeiffer's team is going to have some of, some of the biggest uh, land auctions they've ever had in their 25-year history. And, you know, in, in Minnesota, there's you know you get on the Minnesota side of the river in the Red River Valley, which you know basically stretches about 20 miles, 25 miles in some areas, maybe even 30 miles east. Uh, before you start coming out of the val- valley a little bit. But the team's going to be selling 1,530 acres for the Western Trust uh, operation out of out of Watertown. But that land's in Clay, Becker, and Norman counties. A lot of soil productivity numbers. Uh, well well into the 80s on that one there. Just just a really good offering of farmland. And the, and the nice thing about that one over there is got a lot of those uh, really nice uh, loamy soils. You got a lot of different types of uh, the Fargo silty clay soils. A lot of soil productivity index numbers well into the 80s, 85. So what we mean by that is, folks, it's class two soil, best soil that you can have anywhere in the region. You know, Minnesota, North Dakota, we have no class one soils. They're all either class two, three, four, or five soils. But when you start getting into some of these Wapiton silty clay, Fargo silty clay loam soils, uh, the productivity on those is really unparalleled in, in American agriculture because uh, they lend themselves to such great diversity for sugar beets, corn, soybeans, canola, sunflowers, wheat, barley, all those different types of crop. Uh, they're, they're just very highly productive. Uh, they retain uh, water fairly well, except for, you know, you get in some areas when you get outside the valley, when you get some of those more sandy loams, you, you lose some of that retention of water. The fine sandy loams, of course, you know, you're losing a lot of water, probably more, more suitable for irrigation if you had that type of soil. But, but this offering is really incredible when you look at it. And I always look at this, Bob, when, when I'm representing somebody and selling land. I always look at the soil types. I know you do. I zero in on it, you know, to determine, you know, the diversity of the soil. Uh, what is that indexing number and whether it's a class two soil? Well, when you think about it, even up in the Grand Forks area and you go north, you go north, there's some of the best land sales in the history of North Dakota, Bob. They've been up in, up by St. Thomas and Hoople and Grafton and some of those areas. But, you know, you got some really fantastic cropland up in that area. Yeah, that's that's right, uh, especially uh, north of Gra- uh, Grafton, like you said, St. Thomas, Crystal area, and the Park River uh, throughout there and Cavalier even. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, there's some really good good land up in that area. area. You know, you, you know, you think about it, and then you start getting on the edges of the Red River Valley, the old Lake Agassiz lake bed. Uh, you get on some of the shores of that old lake, either on the west side or the east side, particularly on the western side in the Minnesota, in the North Dakota. Uh, you get some of those loamier soils that are also still they're a little bit heavy yet. Uh, they're not the fine sandy loam, but they're the loamy soils. You you know, you got to go further out of the valley to get more of the sandy loam soils. And then you get into some of the more fine sandy. But those loam soils, uh, the diversity of those are really incredible when you think about it. And a lot of buyers of farmland, they always ask us, you know, what type of soil is on that land? Uh, you know, not only has it got a silty clay type base to it or what's the texture of it? Is it more loamy? A lot of people like that loamy soil, especially for corn and soybeans and the new varieties that we have now. And those crops, you can just do a phenomenal job of raising some incredible yields. 
You know, and then the team also, you know, Bob, that's on the Minnesota side. We were talking about Clay, Becker, and Norman counties. Clay County, just for our listeners, that's Moorhead. Uh, Becker County is more as you get out into Lake Park, you know, past Holly. Holly's still in Clay County, but you get out by uh, Lake Park, Audubon, and Detroit Lakes. That's the that's Becker County. Norman County is more Ada. You get a little bit further north. Uh, that's bordered by Polk County, which stretches down all the way from East Grand Forks down into down near Norman counties. But on, then on the North Dakota side in early March, the Piper team will be in Cass County. That's the greater Fargo-Castleton area, uh, Grandin to the north, and then you got Colfax and a few other communities to the south. But then down in Richland County, which is the Wapaton area, the extreme southeastern part. But the Piper's team selling over 1,000 acres of land down in that area and still all within the Red River Valley. So, again, the, the bottom of Lake Agassiz, uh, some of the most productive cropland in the world, not just in America, but, you know, again, a lot of, lot of crop uh, base acres of wheat, corn, sunflowers, barley, canola, a whole, whole variety of different things. But, you know, those farms pretty much all, Fargo, Silty Clay, pretty much all class two soils. Uh, you might every once in a while get an overly beard and silt loam in there, which is, you know, that's a soil productivity uh, index number well in the 90s. We see that kind of in certain parts of North Dakota. You'll see them out in the Jamestown Valley City area once in a while. Uh, so if you're looking for a really highly productive soil, you know, you, you look, for, look for those types of soils and look for the consistency of the class of soils. It makes farming a lot easier. Your application of fertilizer and that type of thing, you can become a lot more efficient too when you do that. So that's going to be a nice offering. And then, Bob, you got a nice sale coming up. I want to talk about that uh, before we go to a break here in a couple of minutes. I'm going to talk about this really nice sale you got coming up in, in uh, I believe it's in Cavalier County, uh, between Wahal and Langdon. You know, we, we were born and raised in the Lermore area on a farm up there, but and you get a little bit further north, you got Grafton and Hoople and Park River, and then you go up north, you got Wahal and, and uh, Langdon, Cavalier. Great farmland up there, but the other thing up there, man, I mean, the hunting up there, is absolutely incredible. And this farm you have coming up for sale in March is going to be probably one of the better ones Pipers is going to have all year for 2023. Yeah, Kevin, this is uh, unbelievable. Like like I said, it's in between um, Langdon and Cavalier, just north of uh, Highway 5 and then south of Wahala. And everybody knows, you know, the, you know, uh, the Pemina Gulch is up there. And, and, and But this, this sale is going to be in 740 acres, um, it's on March 30th at 10 o'clock. It's going to be online and in person, but uh, it's a combination of really highly productive uh, cropland, and the soils are kind of through the roof on this, Kevin. And then, but we have a couple parcels that are in the North Dakota Native Woodland Program, and it is phenomenal hunting. So this land, the the cropland sits up kind of on a plateau, and then you look down into this into this ravine where this just phenomenal phenomenal hunting and there's probably i would say about 90 acres of really good hunting land and then the rest is just phenomenal um cropland and the cropland lays really well and like i said it has really good soils so yeah again that's march 30th yeah and it's not the pembina gorge but it is i mean it it, a smaller version of it almost i mean when you get up there i mean i have been so impressed with it i was up there with you not too long ago and I'm going, you know, really, if you're looking, you know, and you, you have to get off of interstate and you got to get off of all the major interstates and the state highways in North Dakota to go look at some of this. And sometimes when you get out there and look at it, you're going, am I really in North Dakota? 
and you look at some of the hunting land up there, it feels like you're in uh, northern Minnesota with all of the forests and all of the big valleys and gorges and everything. You're going, my, oh, my, I can't believe I'm in North Dakota. But really, that is unbelievably spectacular when you think about it up yeah. there. Yeah, and if you're and if you're in hunting into hunting, I mean that's that's unbelievable. And and in addition to that, you know these two parcels that will have a combination of cropland and hunting, so um, you you get a, a chance to have income along with your hunting land. Absolutely, you know it's uh you know. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. And again, we didn't see anywhere up there, but I wouldn't doubt it. If there's elk that go through there, they may not, you know, stay there permanently, but go through there. Cause we've seen elk actually in our home area of Laramore, McKenna, seeing elk down in that area, you go up, you just get a little bit on the other side, west of McKenna a little bit, which is you're pretty much straight west of Grand Forks, about 35, 40 miles. We've seen them that far south. And I, I really think up in this area, you may see elk going through there. Uh, we'll have to check into the permitting on that to see if anybody can get an elk permit on that. Uh, but again, like you said, you know, really some, really some thick uh, forest up in that area for sure. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be a great sale. Check out our website on that. And we're going to have, I, I, there's going to be some drone footage on that, on that uh, woodland stuff. That'll be awesome when you get that in place. Well, talking about March 30th up in Cavalier County between Wahala and, and Langdon. So that'll be a dandy sale. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auctioneer, Bob Pfeiffer out of Pfeiffer's Grand Forks office in studio with us today. Nobody does it better up in the northern end of the valley than Bob Pfeiffer, and you can reach him at Pfeiffer's website, 877-700-4099, or email him at info at pfeiffers.com. And folks, our show every week is sponsored by Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management. If you want to get a hold of their land and equipment auctioneers, their real estate agents, or their farmland managers, you can just go to their website and they'll give you a free consultation if you'd like to sell your land or equipment or manage your farmland. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Delighted to be with you here on our final segment of the day. You can listen to our show on your favorite radio station every Saturday morning or listen to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. You can go to the library of podcasts we have at Pfeiffer's.com, around over 100 of them on there. Uh, we'll bring in some more experts as the 2023 year unfolds. So whether you want to talk about easements or mineral rights or royalties, succession planning or whatever it might be, we'll we'll get all the information you can possibly get. Hey, Bob, before uh, we wrap up today, I want to talk a little bit about the Arizona market. I know we've had a lot of people over the last couple of weeks ask us about the Arizona market and what's going on there. Last year at this time, it was sizzling hot down there as far as the economy and the market. What's your sense of that market today? Well, uh, yeah, definitely not as hot as last year. I mean, it was you had something on the market and it sold within hours. Um, now you're seeing, oh, probably 150 days on the market. Um, you know, the the prices uh, they've come down some, but not as not as much of, uh, as a person would think. You know, that a medium uh, priced home in in Arizona is probably staying where, about where it's at, but if you're looking at you know the maybe the higher higher end places like you know maybe like Scottsdale or or Carefree or Paradise Valley you know it's kind of you know that's probably 
come down, you know, come down some. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more on the market right now. So um, the, your choices are a lot better than it was a year ago. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting when you look at that market. I would imagine one of the reasons it slowed a little bit is it, it the market got really red hot and we had a lot of inflated prices. Uh, some of those hot prices were really unsustainable when you think about some homes selling for 400 450 to 500 dollars a square foot i mean that's that 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 got a little bit out of hand there probably needed to be somewhat of a correction don't you think yeah yeah that's true i think you know it's kind of like it reminds me of back in 2005 and i think a, a lot of you know homeowner or home buyers were you know they, they're i think they're think they're missing the boat but they probably you know probably panicked a little bit too much and did buy at you know at that peak peak from last year and uh, they probably thought there these prices were going to keep keep up, uh, you know, maybe a couple more years. But uh, um, so yeah, we're seeing a little slowing. And you know, there's some other places in Arizona too that are that are pretty reasonable, and and their prices are pretty good. But you know, with these interest rates, Kevin, you know, it's it's costing these uh, buyers um, quite a bit quite a bit more. Their monthly payments are, you know, you know a quarter more than what they would have been a year ago. So Yeah, when you think about it, you know, really on, on a homeowner's perspective, if you're buying a home and needing to finance it, really what it comes down to is that monthly payment. That's what it comes down to for a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, by the time you pay your P&I, your principal and interest and your insurance and your property taxes, it's that, and they're all rolled together in that monthly payment. You know, what is my monthly payment? And when you go back to March of last year, you know, you were looking at a 30-year fixed mortgage, probably around 3% maybe a little bit higher. You can get a 15-year. I know some people are getting 15-year mortgages back then at two and a half. Uh, I, I know people that did it because I had some family members that were locking in 15-year deals at two and a half. Well, the 30-year has gone from 3% uh, to over 6% is where we're at now. So it's doubled when you think about it, the interest rate. So it, the monthly payment for a lot of people is becoming less and less affordable. And I, I think that is probably one of the things that has probably slowed the housing market down. People are probably turning more to renting. But again, rents have gone up too down there, and they've gone up all over the country. Yeah, actually, my son was looking, he was looking to uh, find another apartment, and uh, he figured he's just going to stay where he's at because uh, everything else is going up, and he, he thought he had upgraded a little bit. But, I mean, there's a, you know, right now he. He can't afford it, so he's just going to stay put. Yeah, he might as well just stay put. You know, a lot of people I know standing on the sidelines waiting for some corrections to take place. But, you know, by all measures, it does look like, you know, things uh, for the balance of 23, we're probably going to live in this interest rate environment where we're at or a little bit higher, as I understand it. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, the chairman, has basically said, hey, we're, our goal is 2% inflation. We're still right around 6%. Uh, we just don't see it coming down as rapidly as we'd like. Uh, so they're likely to take some more interest rate heights. So we might be in this environment through all of 23 and who knows, maybe a portion into 24. So yeah, if you have patience and you're willing to stay where you are, if you don't have to buy right now, probably like your son, just, you know, John, just stay put for a little bit. Right. Write yep. it out, right? That's right. You know, yep. there'll be better days around the corner, that's for sure. But yeah, I've, no, I've noticed too that that market, and I, I study it every once in a while. I go on some of the national uh, websites that sell real estate, and I go on there and I just kind of check it out, kind of curiosity. Okay, what's land selling for? And, you know, the Carolinas or Florida, what's it selling for in Texas, Cal Southern California? 
or Arizona, and, and you, you know you see you see the pricing at on a per square per square foot basis, and it has dropped. But you know when they were averaging around five hundred dollars a square foot there for a while, I was like, man, you, you know you could buy it. Well, of course today you could build a really nice home for hundred seventy five to two hundred dollars a square foot, and then there you're buying it for five hundred square foot. But a lot again, again that's factored in the real estate because you know the lots are more expensive too. That makes a difference where you're at. Yeah, that's right. Yep, um, and then. You know, if, if if a person moves into, let's say, you know, if a fixer upper, you know, then again, you know, all, all the new appliances, the flooring, the contractors are busy, um, you know, that cost is way up too. So um, trying to get into a fixer upper is, is a little more difficult than it used to be too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, last year at this time when people were flipping a lot of homes, you know, there was, everything was hard to come by. Couldn't even get half the appliances. Couldn't even get flooring if you wanted. Couldn't even get, you know, the materials for you know framing out a door or whatever it might be. So there was such a shortage, and that's when we had huge uh, increase in lumber prices. Remember that? Yeah, you know, now they crazy. have come down. They've come down from their all-time highs. They've come down significantly, even though the prices are kind of high. But uh, at least we're off of the top there a little bit. But you know, the strategy. Uh, as far as the interest rate environment and pushing, you know, the inflation number down, it doesn't appear to be working by itself. They need, the government needs to step in and they need to quit spending money. They need to come to the realization that, you know, they need to play a role in this too. If they're going to rely uh, strictly on the central bankers, the Federal Reserve to lower inflation, uh, there's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of pain to be paid for. And, and unfortunately, it's going to be the, the middle and the lower income earners that are going to pay this bill uh, because they're going to be, they have to finance their purchases, especially their larger purchases, whether it's vehicles or homes or whatever. And they're the ones that are going to be paying the higher interest rates. So at the end of the day, is it fair or not? I don't know. I'm an advocate for the little guy. And I'd like to see everybody have an opportunity to buy a home and own a home. Buy farmland, buy 40 acres or 80 acres a quarter, right? Right, that's you right. Know, we do that all the time. We're financing, you know, we're providing opportunities for people to come in at our auctions or our farm listings to come in and purchase these properties if they'd like. Uh, and right now, you know, instead of uh, sitting on the, you know, instead of, you know, diving in and, and being a bidder or whatever it might be, a lot of these people are sitting on the sidelines, uh, fortunately or unfortunately. Well, Bob, we only got a minute or two left here, but as the as year unfolds, it looks like we got some nice offerings. I know you're working on some more farmland opportunities too coming up. Yeah, I think I, I have a couple really exciting uh, properties coming up in Trail County and uh, north of Grand Forks and Walsh County coming up. So, yeah, be looking at our website for those. Yeah, that's the best place to go. I get a lot of people calling, hey, has he got any land for sale in the Mayville area, Hillsborough area? Hey, I'm looking for a quarter of land over in uh, uh, Burley County or Ward County, whatever it might be. I always tell everybody, go to our website. That's the best place to go because there's 20,000 acres of farmland for sale on our website almost on a daily basis. And that gets updated every day. Well, it gets up multiple times a day. So many times that gets updated. So again, just go to pifers.com if you're looking uh, to purchase land or if you want to sell your land, that's a good place to, to, to go. Bob, thanks for, thanks for being in studio today, Bob. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me. And again, if you want to go to one of our Arizona uh, land seminars, give me a call. That's awesome, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being in here. Bob Pfeiffer out of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Both sides of the river he help you out in Minnesota, North Dakota. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. Our show is sponsored every week by Pfeiffer's 
farmland and equipment auctioneers and their farmland managers. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. And I want to thank them for sponsoring our podcast, too. We appreciate it very much. If you want to get a hold of the Pfeiffer's team, you can email them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. Call them toll-free, 877-700-4099, or go to their website at Pfeiffer's.com. Contact any of their team members if you want a free consultation on selling your land or equipment or managing your farmland. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. I'll look forward to being with you again next week.